did. Psalm 48, it says in Psalm 48 and verse 14, For this God is our God forever and ever. And He will be our guide even unto death. And I had this thought, this God is my God. This God is my God. I'll tell you something that, let's see, how many of you here are under 15 years old? You're, you're 15 or younger. Let me see your hands. If you're 15 or younger, okay? I'll tell you something. You can put your hands down. I'll tell you something. All you young people have that I didn't have at your age, that you're in church, which I didn't have. Never heard the gospel. I was 15. Wasn't in church. And I am so grateful. I'm 58 years old now, arguably. But I am so grateful that this God is my God forever and ever. He's my guide also. I gotta think about how awesome of a God we have. But for some reason, I really like big things. Unless it's like electric bills. <laughs> But I like big. I'm fascinated by it. I like storms. I like the wind. I like to, I like to see things like that. But I'll tell you something. In Genesis chapter 1, I believe it's verse 21, it said He made the great whales also. Our God's the Creator. He made the whales. And I got to studying around. And do you know what the biggest whale is? Anybody know what the biggest whale is? Somebody tell me. Just tell me. The blue whale. Isn't that right? We have no idea what He's blue about, but He's the blue whale. Maybe it's because He's so big. I don't know. But that's an amazing creature that God made. Some of the things, when you look at different science things on it, they'll say the biggest animal that ever lived and all that. Huge! The largest one recorded was just over 110 feet long. That's longer than... If you go to the next set of doors out there that go into where the sanctuary, the auditorium is, all the way to that part of the building, that's longer than that. The heaviest one ever recorded was over 400,000 pounds. Can you imagine that? Give you an idea. A semi-truck. You see a fully loaded semi-truck in Ohio. The most they're allowed to weigh total with their load, without special permits, is 80,000 pounds. It'd be like five of those. That's a lot. Huge. I can't even imagine something living that's that big. It's part of the average blue whale. Most of them are 90 feet or 90 to 95. That 110 was a really big guy. And it was a very cold water. But the, the heart in these things weighs up to 2,500 pounds. It's as large as a small car. This is hard. I can't imagine. When a baby blue whale is born, see that ten times that baby blue whale born. All right, a baby blue whale born. Um, about the baby blue whale was born. That that is getting harder. A big bouncy baby blue whale born. But when a baby blue whale is born, <laughs> it weighs between five and up to almost seven thousand pounds, and is around twenty-three to twenty-seven feet long. That's a big baby. <laughs> if you had a blue whale nursery, you'd have to have like a warehouse. I mean, where would you put these? <laughs> but see, that's even more amazing. The the milk that that baby eats, because they're mammals and he grows up on milk at first, is fifty percent milk fat. That don't mean much to your kids, your adults, your cardiologists who pass out here and that. Okay. <laughs> 
But what does that translate to? That a baby, bouncing baby blue whale, on the average, puts on 10 pounds of weight per hour. Well, if you're going to grow up to weigh 300,000 pounds plus, you've got to get it somewhere. 250 pounds a day. And you know what? Here's the thing about it. This God, that's my God, made that blue whale. This God that made that, that blue whale also, have you ever seen little bitty guppies that you can see through, little bitty fish in the creek, and you can see through? The same God that made the blue whale made the guppies. The same God that made the mountains also made the pretty flowers. This God is my God. He's not limited by time and space. He's not limited by lack of power. He's not limited by what man thinks about him or what man says. It doesn't matter who says he does or does not exist. God is there. This God is my God. Your question for you tonight, is this God your God? Or do you just know about this God? Have you just heard about this God? Have you just read about this God? Or is this God your God? That's my God. This God is my God. And by the way, not just for now, but forever and ever. I was 15 when I got saved. This summer will be 43 years. We're not there yet. July will be 43 years. And so this God has been my God for four decades. For you young people, that sounds like a long time ago. I lived in what you should study in history, but probably don't anymore. <laughs> this God is my God. Hey, but He will always be. You know, there will come a day when one day this whole body here won't be able to sustain life. And I'll get to go home and be with the Lord. And you know what? That God will be my God. The same God that I have today. The same God that takes care of me now. The same God that will take care of me there. The same God that has me now. The same God that will have me there. The same God that I can trust right now is the same God that I can trust there. I looked up some verses on this. I love it. My God. Is He your God? Hey, young people. Is He your God? Is He just mommy and daddy's God? Hey, look at that. I Is He your God? Is he just mommy and daddy's God? Is he your God? Or is he just the God they talk about at church? Is he your God? This God is my God. Hey, he may be everybody else's God. He may be the God of uh, some people in my family and in my life. But I'm going to tell you what's more important to me. He's my God. See, for various and different reasons, none of them good, my father walked out of our life basically when I was two years old. There were times he was supposed to come get me on Sunday and I was supposed to spend the time of visitation with him on Sunday and I'd go there. But he wouldn't show up. I can't remember five or six times he would come get me. If I was waiting on him, I'd be left waiting. My papa would come get me. My papa was an honorable man, was a good man, and uh, uh, took good care of things. And my papa would come get me. You can understand, you can imagine how cute I was as a grandchild. But they... But uh, anyway, he would come get me and that sort of thing. And that was, you know... To me, father was an absent thing. I was the only, this is how different the world is. I, look, I grew up in the rural area. I was the only child in my school whose parents were divorced. I was the only one. I was the only one in my age and in my grade. And I think that was just the way I was growing up. Didn't know anything about it. My mom remarried. My stepdad, he was a good, solid man. He was good in that. But my dad? I understand. 
So I started learning about Jesus and who He was. And I started finding out that when I accepted Jesus, I got a heavenly Father. You know what I ended up finding out? I had to learn some things. Here's what I had to learn. I had to learn that my heavenly Father never abandons me. I had to learn that my heavenly Father never lies to me. I had to learn that my heavenly Father is always there and I can always trust Him. And this is amazing. One of the first verses I ever heard that I really latched on to is a verse you probably know. If you know it, say it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that's wild. God loves the whole world. And that is me. But you know what I found out that made me so happy? I found out He loved me. I mean, he loved me. He loved me. It was wild. We were at the pumpkin show, passing out gospel tracts. I was out there Thursday night. There was this kid. He was a younger kid. He was a big kid. And uh, I came up to him. He looked at me. He says, I know you. He said, you do. I've seen you. I said, that's possible. Are you ever like, sir? I said, I passed like, sir. You're the guy. I said, what? Well, he was so excited. I said, I'm the guy. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I was laying on my back. It's a fuzzy animal. I said, you were there last week. You were one of the first people I talked to. And this other kid, I said, you were right beside me. I said, you were laying there all like a doofus on your back with this big fuzzy thing. He goes, that was me. And uh, he goes, you gave me one of these last week. And then he stopped. He goes, that's really kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> now, out of all the thousands of people at the fair, out of all the tens of thousands of people at the country show, yes. that same kid running to him twice. You know what? Maybe God has said that he's wanting twice. He says, preach by twice. He catch him in this trap. But you know what? Even more than that, my God loves me. And your God loves you. You know, it's an amazing thing. This God, this God that created the heaven and earth, this God that gave us life, this God that sustains life, this God that's a holy God, this God that's a loving God, this God that's a pure God, this God that's a righteous God, this God that's an everlasting God, this God that is an all-powerful God. This God is my God. Not some made-up God. Not some false idol. Not some religious entity. But God Himself. And you know what He did? He came to this earth in the form of a man. We couldn't get to God. How can we get to God? We couldn't get to God. So you know what He did? He did what she just did. He came to her river. Saw us kind of wandering around with that look in her eyes. And uh, stained with sin. <laughs> so the song says, I could not get to where he was. He made me. God took upon himself the form of a man. He felt like we feel. Do you know at the beginning of his ministry that Jesus' own brothers and sisters did not believe on him? Do you know that every one of his followers at one point turned around and walked away from him and left him alone? Do you know that the very people who said, according to the religion, they were waiting for the Savior to come, chanted for him to be crucified, to be butchered right in front of them? Do you know he knew what it was like to be hungry, the Bible says? Do you know he knew what it was like to be tired? Do you know even in Hebrews it says he was heard in that he feared? Do you know that he experienced what we experienced? What was that? That's God coming flesh. Because we couldn't get to him. 
he came to us. This God is my God. And there's a proud, arrogant, cocky, 15-year-old guy who thought he had everything under control. I came to find out I had a deep problem called sin. I wasn't as nice and as clean as I'd like to act like I was. And I knew it. In the quiet times, I knew it. In the real times, I knew it. And I knew I had problems. I knew there were things about me I didn't like, and I knew there were things that did so wouldn't stand up in front of the Holy God. I was on my way to hell. Someone loved me enough to tell me about Jesus Christ coming literally in my place, suffering for my sin, raising the power from the dead. I'm a real good day in July of 1980. Thank God. There's a lot of stuff happening. Some people that I have loved dearly have turned aside. Some people that I have great respect for have destroyed their lives. Other people have stayed faithful and true. And I've seen a little bit of everything in these 42 years. But I'm going to tell you tonight, just like I would have told you back then, this God is my God. Is he your God? See, you're not going to make it on religion. And you're not going to make it on somebody else's coattails. You've got to know God. You've got to know God. He's a God that heals. And it's a miracle. You're sitting here right now, girl. Your medical condition. That I appreciate the doctors and they did smart stuff, but they didn't pull you out of that. You were you were a testimony kid. And you're here tonight. This God. Is he your God? Now let me ask you another question. Can he count on you to live like this people? Don't ever be ashamed of your God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm going to get you to bow your heads for just a minute, please. Let's be real respectful. Bow your heads. Don't be silly. I'm in here not ashamed tonight. You said, this God is my God. That's the God I believe in, the God of the Bible. Let me see your hands if that's you tonight. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. He's got a lot of people in this room. A lot of good could be done by this group of people if you just love them. You can put your hands down. Now let me ask you something. Is there anyone among us who say, Preacher, I can't say this God is my God truthfully. Well, I sure I would like I would like him to be. Could you stick your hand up if that's the case? It's not my